We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. talk Notre Dame football recruiting with Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com. At irishbreakdown.com, not only do you get stories on Notre Dame football, Notre Dame athletics, but also some really cool video breakdowns. And I know a couple of days ago, Brian, you put up a recruiting breakdown on wide receiver Tobias Merriweather. And finding Irish in the 2022 class, they've got a commitment from Amorian Walker out of Louisiana now. That was back in March. They're looking to add more wide receivers to this class. If they can acquire a guy like Merriweather, what could he bring to this Notre Dame football program? And what are kind of a couple of his assets that really stands out to you as you watch film? You know, we've talked a lot about Notre Dame and their desire to have big receivers, you know, and, and, and the physical type of receivers. I think what Tobias brings to the table is more of a T. Higgins type of big guy receiver, you know, big guy at receiver. And, you know, he's actually the, the ideal comparison for me. I don't like doing comparisons a lot, but this is one that really works because, you know, T. wasn't an explosive guy. You know, T. Higgins was a guy that ran, like, I think, like a 4.55 or a 4.59 at, at his pro day. But he averaged about 18, 19 yards a catch at his career at Notre Dame. And, Notre Dame fans know what he did against them in the uh, the semifinal game back in 2018. That long strider, that's what Tobias is, long strider, 6'4", very long arms, huge catch radius. You know, he's a quarterback's dream. He's really elusive. You know, he's, A lot of 6'4 guys can be a little bit tight-hipped. He's not at all. He's very elusive, very fluid. 
And uh, a very smart football player, too, Darren. He's a guy that understands route running and attacking leverage and stems and manipulating DBs and all those type of things. And he's, he's pretty advanced in that regards. But he's also a guy that has a lot of room to still make physical improvements and continue filling out what is a, a pretty thin frame. So he'd be a little bit of a different kind of athlete than we've seen Notre Dame get when, they, when we typically think of those, those six-foot-four type of receivers they've been getting. Well, and I know they've got an offer out to uh, Texas 2023 wide receiver Braylon James. W- what could a guy like him do for Notre Dame? You know, I mean, with the 2023 guys, it's it's still so early to really have an idea of, of what those guys can do, Sean. It's a lot of these kids. I mean, honestly, a lot of these kids are just playing their sophomore years, and so mm. you know, you look at it and you say, well, what kind of players they're going to be? But I think with Braylon James, what you're looking at is Notre Dame is looking to get more playmakers, right? And that's what they're looking for in the 2023 class, and that's what that's what Braylon James, to me, at an early age, you know, again, there's a lot of room for improvement and shortened seasons and all those kind of things. But to me, he's another guy that they see as one of those, those you know, bigger-bodied receivers that can make plays. He's not as tall as some of the other guys, but, you know, he knows how to use his size. He's a good athlete. He can stretch. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The field. He can do a little bit after the catch. He's, he's more of in line what Notre Dame has recruited in recent years, which is a guy that can win contested throws, but I think he brings a little bit of burst, and that's the thing I like about him, and he plays good competition down in Texas, and he's another guy that has a relatively thin frame at this point in time that, that you want to see him fill out, but, you know, I just... The, the game has changed so much that you've got to have guy, more guys can do things after the catch. And, and when you can find a bigger receiver that can do a little bit after the catch, you really want that. That's really what separated, in a lot of ways, Chase Claypool from Miles Boykin. And so if you can get a six-foot-one-plus guy that can, that can stretch the field, can, can make plays after the catch, that's what you're looking for. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com talking Notre Dame football recruiting. 
through the last few years, different offensive coordinators. Brian, have you noticed anything in particular that these different coordinators are looking for something different at the wide receiver position? I asked this knowing it is still Brian Kelly's offense. It is still his baby being called by these coordinators. But are you, are you noticing any change in the way Notre Dame is recruiting wide receivers? Well, we, we did see that under Chip Long, more so than we've seen in, a, in under any other coordinators. And, and there's been a guy here, a guy there, but you know Chip Long brought in more smaller guys that were more athletic. I mean, you think about the players that Notre Dame signed during his tenure as Braden Lindsey, Lawrence Keyes, Jordan Johnson, Xavier Watts, Lorenzo Styles, a lot more of those type of players. And then you look at what Notre Dame's focusing on in the 2022 class, and it's a lot of 6'3", 6'4", guys again. And so I think that was where you saw a little bit of a change. And, and we saw some guys here and there that, that had some speed. You know, Chris Brown was a speed guy. Will Fuller was a speed guy. But more often than not, they focus on the bigger receivers. And we're seeing them get back to that a little bit in the 2022 class. Um, I would like to see more playmakers, more of maybe those smaller guys that can run. I think the, the Clemson game where we saw Marty Rogers going off on Notre Dame twice you look at the Alabama game where they're, you know, I think their best receiver was about a buck sixty-five in full pads, right? He, he was pretty good. I'd like to see a little bit more of a blend. I'm actually going to have an article talking about that here soon, where I'm talking about you know how to build the ideal recruiting class. But I think Notre Dame is kind of back to to recruiting some of the the bigger players and focusing on the bigger players right now. I think Xavier and Bradshaw is like right around six foot tall right does that sound mm-hmm. right like yeah he's about five eleven, six foot but he's not he's not a guy you know they're recruiting him but from the sources i've talked to they're they're pushing for some other guys you know nicholas anderson okay. who's six three six four tobias merriweather cj williams who's six two one ninety five you know and that could just be it could be a situation where notre dame just doesn't feel like they know enough about xavion to really make a push and the, it could be that, but it just seems like right now the guys that they're pushing for and emphasizing and really trying to get on campus are the six two, six three, six four guys that bring a a little different skill set. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm I'm trying to let the process play out a little bit because we are in such a unique time of they haven't been able to get on the road and go see kids face to face. You know, if if, if Xavion is every bit of six foot, then that's one thing. But if you're been thinking maybe he's closer to five nine because you just have never met him in person, then that could be a different thing. Where when you watch Tobias Merriweather, you're like, is he six five or six three? I don't know. I just know he's tall, right? Like <laughs> it's a little different with some of those guys where, you know, especially where 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 uh, Xavion plays. So I mean, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt right now and just let the process play out. But it it has raised some red flags with me that they're not focusing on really that many. Guys, and you talk about Zevon Bradshaw. Who else on the board is is even remotely like him? There, there really isn't anybody right now. Brian, the Irish, of course, got a great quarterback in Tyler Buckner. They hope part of the future of this Fighting Irish offense. As you look around, I guess the recruiting circles, there are great quarterbacks that go to all the great schools. Don't get me wrong; I understand that. But do you think there's any impact in the next couple of years of recruiting, knowing a guy like Buckner is there? Do wide receivers and other offensive players, do they take note of that? Or is it more about, I want to go to Notre Dame, I know I can play, I'm going to be an impact guy, and whoever's a quarterback, great, but I'm going to make sure I go to the place where I want to go. I'm just wondering how much of an impact a guy like Buckner can have. He can have a big impact, and, and look, receivers are smart these kids know you want to you want to be good you go play with a good quarterback 
right? And I think that's even more true nowadays when, when you look at the teams that are winning, right? Alabama's putting out first-round draft picks at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Clemson's doing the same thing. Ohio State's putting up just crazy numbers with their quarterback who, you know, their last two starting quarterbacks have been first-round draft picks. So, yeah, guys want to go play with quarterbacks that that they know can help them put up big numbers, and, and that's what they should be looking at. So I, I think a guy like Tyler Buckner can have that impact. I think the thing that hurt Tyler Buckner and in turn hurts Notre Dame mm-hmm. is the fact that some of the shine of Tyler Buckner was lost because he didn't get a chance to play his senior year. You know, so he wasn't able to go out there and have those big numbers and that big season like you know, like a Caleb Williams was able to have or a, Bo- a Brock Vandergriff was able to have. Tyler's kind of sitting at home doing his one-on-one workouts. And, and I think that hurt that reputation a little bit. But if he ends up being what we think he's going to be at Notre Dame and what he can be, then, then it, it, it erases all of that. But I think that is one thing that hurt that. And he's a little bit more of a... Of a he he's not the the big social media kid. He's not tweeting a bunch. He's not in guys' face. He's not really that kind of guy. He's more of a let me let my play do the talking, which means we're going to need to see him play before you can really tap into too much of that that excitement about him. Brian, I, I'm, the story came out the other day about coaches tampering with players before they're even in the transfer portal, like approaching players as. Potential transfers. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you saw it. College coaches, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out through third parties and that kind of stuff. I, I'm curious, as someone who's who's followed this and you know has a lot of context, like have you heard many firsthand accounts of this kind of stuff? I haven't heard any firsthand accounts because I, you know, just haven't asked to be honest with you. And and but <laughs> this is going to happen. I mean, and part of it, I reason I didn't ask it is because I just assume it's going to happen. And this is something I wrote about when this insane idea of the just the one-time free transfer, no nothing. I said this is exactly what's going to happen. You know, I mean, look, agents have been kind of showing how to do this for years. You don't contact a player; you contact a a coach, you contact a kid's teammate, you contact somebody that knows the fan. Family, you know, that can say, hey, you might want to think about giving so-and-so school a call. I mean, this was so obvious that this was going to happen. And this is why I get so ticked off about this subject and why I've written about it as many times and I get or ticked off every time we talk about it is <laughs> anyone with half a brain knew this was going to be the consequence. And I'm so sick and yeah. tired of the NCAA and politicians and all these people come up with these stupid policies that everyone with a brain knows it's going to have this side effect. And then when it happens, like, gee, we had no idea that this was going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, well, yeah, duh. Everyone knew this was going to happen. So it's very frustrating and it's not surprising at all. And this was ultimately the intention. This is why the big schools wanted this rule. Because they're not going to lose. No kid is going to. No starter at Alabama is going to say, you know what? I want to go play at Kentucky, <laughs> right? But that freshman running back that goes for thirteen hundred at, at Kentucky is going to say, you know what? I want to go play at Bama. And now there's nothing right. they can do about it. And and that's why this was such a stupid rule to begin with. And why it's funny is the same people that were pushing this rule are going to be the first ones jumping on board, crying about all the consequences that have come from it. That's what's going to make me lose my absolute mind. <laughs> Brian Driscoll, the Sounds publisher like of half. Irish. I'm kind of halfway there, Sean. I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> publisher of IrishBreakdown.com, joining us on WSBT Radio. Just a real general question for you, Brian. We are days away from kids being able to now travel to campuses, official visits getting back going. What should Irish fans be looking for in the coming weeks with all this restarting? 
I think the big thing is is Notre Dame has got a very very busy month of June planned. Uh, they are. They're going to not only have 22 kids on official visits, but they're going to have a lot of 2023 players on campus for, for different camps. They're going to have a lot of quarterbacks on campus. I've already had four top quarterbacks have already confirmed with me that they're going to be on campus working out for the staff this summer. So it's going to be extremely busy. And, and I think really what Notre Dame fans need to be looking for is can the Notre Dame staff close in the month of June? That's the big thing. There's so many players like Jalen Sneed and Junior Tuialamaka and C.J. Williams and and players, you know, Billy Shrouth, a lot, Devin Moore, Benjamin Morris, and players that Notre Dame has put themselves in position to where you are the leader for that kid. You know, now can you close? Can you finish? You know, can you take maybe a kid like Tobias Merriweather that you brought up earlier? Who's talking about wanting to wait till January to commit? Can you convince him to do it now? And so that's going to be the big thing. The difference between Notre Dame staying as a top five to seven class and Notre Dame kind of falling back to their normal 10 to 12 is going to be what they do in June. If they can close in June on some of these big time players, then it's going to be hard for other programs to catch and surpass Notre Dame. And they're going to be able to put together that gap closing kind of class that we talk a lot about. That's going to allow them to say, okay, our talent now today is closer to Bama, is closer to Clemson than it was yesterday. That's what they're looking for, and that's what the month of June provides them because there are some big-time players visiting Notre Dame this summer with the thought of, this might be the place I want to go to. Well, and it has been pretty quiet lately in terms of commits for the Irish, and I know you obviously don't like to give up you know, if you know that there are any impending, but... Could there be any impending, or do you think that maybe this is like we're, we're so close to June now that, that that's probably going to wait until after these visits and stuff like that happens? Yeah, I, I think there's been kids that have kind of given Notre Dame the idea that, hey, you're where I want to be, but I want to visit. And I think that's what's happened. You know, I think there's two or three kids that I know of that have are in that category where it's like, yeah, hey, this is where I want to be, but... I want to get on campus first. I want to try this. I want to see this. I want to, you know, all those type of things. And when you're this close, why not just wait two weeks and take your visit? And so that's why I don't think from a public commitment standpoint, we haven't seen a lot of action, nor has Notre Dame necessarily been pushing for that. Because Notre Dame's also in a unique position that's different from past years in that, you know, they're going to have to turn away some top 150 caliber players at certain Mm. positions. I mean, that's where they're at. So do you necessarily... You want to commit, get commitments from guys now, and then when you have visits, you're thinking, you know, gee, that kid's two inches shorter than we thought, or this kid's filled out a lot more since we saw him a year and a half ago. We Maybe we should have taken that guy. You know, so they're being smart about it. And one thing that they're doing, especially on defense, is they're doing such a better job of recruiting the entire board, which means making your number five guy feel as loved as your number one guy. That's something that they have not done a good job of in the past. It's definitely something that they're struggling with at certain positions on offense right now. But defensively, they're doing that. So I think part of that is, hey, let's get these kids on campus. They have timed up when guys are going to visit really well. You know, mm-hmm. so you look at receiver, you look at linebacker to where d- defensive back, where, you know, it's kind of you can see who the priority guys are from the first couple weekends. And then you're like, oh, that weekend is like that's that third guy. So you're going to have a better idea of where you stand with player A and B. And then when player C comes on campus and you know where you stand with those first two guys, you know whether you need to, to turn up the heat on that guy or not. And so I, I think there's a lot of really good strategy being involved. And so I think. You know, Notre Dame coaches went on vacation last week, too. It's hard to commit when you're on vacation, and they needed it because they just finished spring ball, and they're about to have a crazy busy month of June coming up. They needed a last chance to kind of take a deep breath and spend time with their families because you're not going to see them very much when we get to the month of June, that's for sure. Brian, my final question for you, 
Notre Dame did the best they could and came out pretty good last year considering one of their great recruiting weapons allowing kids to come on campus and their parents and see this very special place. They didn't have that opportunity. They had to do it virtually. And at the end of the day, all things considered, they did a pretty good job with their class. My question is this. Now the ultimate wild card, that ability to get kids on campus, is back. But yet at the same time, you now have a year under your belt being just a virtual recruiting staff. I'm wondering... Do you believe there is something that the Notre Dame coaching staff will have learned about recruiting, doing it virtually, that you believe will continue to be an asset for them going forward, even with official visits returning? Yeah, that's a great question. And and honestly, I think that there is. And I think one of the things they've had to do is they've had to do such a better job of, uh, number one, tandem recruiting, meaning the head coach has got to be more involved. The coordinators have to be more involved. Other coaches have to be more involved. It's not just about the position coach or the coordinator. You know, so we've talked about how much more involved Brian Kelly has been. Uh, I think the staff has done a, has had, has been forced to say, hey, look, we got to be we got to be building relationships. We got to be doing all these other things. We can't just rely on Notre Dame selling itself like it did in the past. We now have to sell ourselves. We now have to do more of that because these kids, look, you can show a kid a vision. You can go through a campus visit online, and it's, you guys know this. It's not going to tell you anything about what Notre Dame is actually like when you show up and you see it for the first time. So I think it's made them better recruiters. And, and that's what part of the reason I'm excited about what they're going to do in June because if you're where you are with all these kids now and they haven't been on campus yet, you know, you got a chance to do some special things because also it's June. So it's not like there's going to be snow or any of the cold or any of those other things mm-hmm. that can be drawbacks. They've put themselves in a great position, and they're a better recruiting staff now because, I believe, of what they went through. I truly believe that. Mm. Brian, a lot of things happening with Notre Dame Athletics. We found out today Notre Dame-Wisconsin kicking off at noon on September 25th. And you are covering all things Notre Dame football and beyond right now at irisbreakdown.com. What should folks expect if they go there over the next couple of days? Well, the next couple of days you're going to see us talk a, a more about our position previews. We have, we're going to have a, cor- a linebacker. We did a linebacker breakdown yesterday. That'll be up on the website tomorrow. Uh, we're going to kick off our our every day starting on uh, Monday, Memorial Day. We're going to kick off. Uh, we're going to have a player breakdown, sort of looking at an analysis of each player, what to expect from them, kind of where they are, what to expect of them, what their role could be in 2021. Because starting next week, we're going to really dive into, okay, it's less than 100 days before kickoff. It's time to really ramp up coverage of this season and, and dive into that. We'll start having some opponent previews coming up in June and July. and. Uh, going to have some different guests on on our different shows as well, so I'm excited about some of those guys. So it's going to be, and of course, as we've alluded to in this whole show, be a lot of recruiting coverage over the next month as well, so we'll be very busy with yeah. that. He is Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com, joining us to talk some Notre Dame football recruiting on this Thursday. Enjoy your weekend, and we will chat about Notre Dame football in general when you rejoin us on Tuesday. So we look forward to that. Same here. Thanks for having me on, guys. That is Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irisbreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated website covering all things Notre Dame athletic.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.